Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey, it's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino. Today's Fernando Yumana. And um, yeah, we're going to switch it up. Yeah, I'm going to take the lead on this one for a second because. She doesn't. This woman here doesn't like to talk about herself too much, so I'm going to force her to. Um, you guys have been hearing a lot about her and learning a lot about a lot with her with amazing guests. Um, and Angela is being recognized in the industry as the pet cannabis expert. Um, and we want to talk about why and and why why she's earned that title. And uh, I want you guys to hear that story and um, and learn something about. Angela, um, because they haven't yet. I think it's time. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get started. Um, first of all, we are sitting in Tampa, Florida right now yep. on your rescue farm called Fireflake Farm. We currently have 11 dogs, a whole bunch of chickens, geese, a pig, bunnies, everything you can imagine. So how did Fireflake Farm start? Um, Fireflake Farms, I guess, is like a dream of mine, basically, as a kid. I, as a kid, I had a little area in our backyard where I got to have my pets, which were mostly bunnies and ducks and birds, because um, I wasn't allowed to have indoor pets. Um, it was, it became my safe space. It, came, it, it was where I went to. It was my meditation garden. Um, it was where I studied animals' behavior. I was so attracted to animals, loved animals, loved watching them and learning about them. I loved rescuing them. I loved putting them back together. I loved all of that. So I thought I wanted to be a vet, but my mom said, oh no, you'll have to put down animals. So I didn't do that. (laughs) But I always wanted to be able to have a place where I could have a lot of animals. So when I found, when I moved to Tampa and I found the house that I'm living in now, it's three acres. It's beautiful. It's in the middle of conservation. And I said, well, now I can have as many animals as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my personal heroes is a man named Gene Bauer. Yes. And he founded the Farm Sanctuary. And um, he's kind of the one who uh, motivated me to start doing farm animals, mostly because it was when backyard chickens was a huge thing. Everybody started having, getting chickens in in their backyard and having eggs, but none of them knew what they were doing. So you'd be amazed at how many people, A, had to get rid of them because their neighborhood didn't allow it, or they got roosters, or the chickens stopped laying eggs, and so they didn't want them anymore. And so literally, I became like a chicken rescue (laughs) person. Um, and then I got involved with some organizations and um, I just started adopting the uh, farm animals that a lot of people couldn't take care of or didn't want anymore. Um, next next big trend was mini pigs, which there's no such thing as a little pig, much less a mini pig. I'm sure they've probably bred the heck out of something now to get something that's kind of small, but everybody was buying mini pigs and then... A couple months later, they had a 300-pound beast 
Um, animals are not toys, people. They're not toys, and farm animals belong on the farm. They yeah. love being in the farm. Pigs are called pigs because they are disgusting. <laughs> they love rolling in the dirt and the mud and all of those things. So anyway, that's kind of how I collected the farm animals. And of course, I've always loved dogs and um, just started collecting um, dogs that needed homes or foster fails where I'd foster someone and keep them or um, I'd get bored and look up somebody <laughs> and go drive to a you know SPCA. I have, and of course, you've had a lot of foster fails that you've kept, but you've also right. been able to get animals, dogs, uh, rehabilitate them, take them off of medications. Uh, it's really funny because the rehabilitation mostly is getting them off shitty food yep. and uh, prescription meds. So yep. it's really interesting when you say rehabilitation. A lot of times the dogs do come from weird and you know, terrible circumstances, but a lot of times they don't. The problem is, is that they have a lot of medical issues and problems. And it, it, when they become older, it starts getting really expensive because they've got all these prescription drugs. So when I rehabilitate, I take them off the prescription drugs and give them um, most of the time a CBD regimen of one way or yeah. another, change their diet, get them off the prescription drugs, and then, and then I watch these old dogs come back to life again. And then you get to find them a home and say, this is what they eat. Right. This is their supplement, all natural, and those parents get to learn and pass that on. So yeah. it's really amazing. It's funny because another type of dog that I get is the designer breed. Mm -hmm. Very, very expensive dog who a lot of those have so many problems right from the start. So they can't even take care of those adorable little dogs. So getting them, rehabilitating them yeah. through their diet and CBD and being able to hand them over and not have a dog that's behavior is bad because it's just eating sugar or totally. grains or whatever it is. So and this has been going on neat. for about 12 years. Yep. And you've been able to... Oh, I've been working and rehabilitating and taking care of animals since I was... I can remember since I was eight years old. So this is... This is my passion. This it. is what I love. Um, so, uh, yeah, here in my house, yes, I've been doing years. it for about 12 <laughs> years. Um, and, and you understand, I live in conservation. I live in the woods. So um, rehabilitating uh, wildlife and raising baby possums and squirrels that we found find laying around. Mm -hmm. You had an owl once. We have an owl. <laughs> we have an owl. But, yeah, it's like springtime here, so baby animals and abandoned baby animals and baby animals being dropped by baby hawks and owls and rescuing. So it's kind of crazy. Well, let's talk about, you said you start to use cannabis and I know you start to use it about three years ago on your animals, but how did you discover cannabis at all in this illegal market well, that we are in? I've been treating my animals with cannabis, medical cannabis for like five years yeah. now. Um, I discovered the medicine because as I told this story a million times, I was diagnosed uh with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease, which attacks our joints. And I was having joint pain and flare-ups and my flare-ups come up in the strangest places like my eyes, mm -hmm. my jaw, um, and my big toe, it's very bizarre. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> um, so it's um, uh, the only thing that's really out of, I, I don't like pharmaceuticals. I try to stay away from them. I know there's a place for them and I know there's ones that save lives and are very health, very not good for you, but really can save your life yeah. and do some really great things for someone. Um, I've kind of tried to live a natural lifestyle. So I wanted to find a natural remedy. I wanted to, I knew that there were things out there for 
joint pain. Because they try to give you Humira. They try right? to give me, um, they prescribe, prescribe, they recommended Humira. And Humira is a um, pharmaceutical that's often given to all kinds of autoimmune diseases. So it's not even like it was particular to rheumatoid arthritis and has been linked to lymphoma already. So I wasn't interested in taking something that would make things worse. Just like I'm not interested in giving something to a dog totally. or my pet that would make things worse. So um, so you found the medicine for yourself. So I found uh, cannabis. Um, I found CBD actually mm -hmm. first and, uh, and I of course took it and was blown away um, at how good I felt, how the pain was reduced, and um, and then my stress and anxiety. I mean, yeah. I was in a better mood. I'm like, and you've heard me say it before. Um, I've watched kids' seizures stop. I've watched dogs get up and walk again. And uh, I feel that it is inhumane to keep this all-natural medicine away from any living being. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so this is the amazing part is that this woman found this medicine and it changed her life. And she said, I need everyone to know about this. So she wanted to educate herself more to educate the world. So what did you do? Well, when I, that, when I had that life change, when it helped me so much, I, I became an instant advocate. I had a magazine at the time, so I started uh, writing stories about how families were helping and saving their children's children children with medical cannabis. Um, studies that were being done in Israel proving that it was done. Um, the history, why it was being kept from us. You know, just basically everything about the medicine possible. And um, one of the things that I did was I hired an expert to help me get into the industry, learn everything. I wanted to learn how to grow it. I wanted to be in it one way or another. And because I did that, he was contacted by the University of Vermont School of Medicine, who was offering a course, a certificate program in the study of medical cannabis. And I was invited to be a part of the inaugural class and I took it. And that's where I learned everything about the therapeutic uses and the biology of cannabis. And that's where I learned that animals have the same system as we do, and that dogs in particular have anywhere from two to 10 times more receptors than we do. So mm -hmm. they are very sensitive to the medicine and can benefit from it. And when I learned that, that was my aha moment, yeah. as they say, that's when I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. um, so as you know, I sold my business and completely threw myself in the industry, but yeah, I have, um, one of the first things I couldn't find was someone growing a medicinal product. So I thought I was going to be a cultivator. I thought I was gonna grow because I couldn't find, I was visiting uh, grow houses, dispensaries, one business after another in Colorado. This is when the Colorado boom really happened. Yeah. I went to California where it's been legal for, you know, medical marijuana has been legal for 20 years. Um, a whole different world you totally. couldn't even imagine. Um, I've, you know, worked in grow houses in Compton. I've grown it in Canada. In Compton. Yeah. That's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I was the only girl in there, but there was a, <laughs> I learned a lot. I basically learned it from every side, from how, even from how the illegal um, business operates, especially in, in California. I mean, California couldn't even fill their, their dispensaries. They weren't testing medical products for um, herbicides and chemicals hmm. and um, things like that. So it, it just is, it's a crazy, crazy industry. Um, and 
because of it, it's I can't, only other people that I can relate to are people in the cannabis industry because it's not like anything else. Yeah, what we're seeing a lot in the pet world is the uh, pet cannabis world is they're making the same mistakes that the human side mm -hmm. made years ago. Right. So now we have to try to catch them up. Yeah, it's not like the human um, world is going to go, oh, we need to make sure the pets of course not. There's very few people that are, but... Um, most of the people in the pet world see it as an opportunity to make money mm -hmm. and um, slap a paw print on a label. Slap and, a paw print, yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break and we'll come right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Conf. Okay, oh, you got me again. All right. Uh, you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! Hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know the one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Welcome back. So we were just talking about how when people saw that they could monetize from a cannabis for pets, they just start to get their tinctures, slap a paw print on it and say, here it is for pets. I would. I would get so excited when I would find someone with, that was making a tincture for pets. And I would realize that it was the same exact product as the human product. They had just put the paw print on it. The problem with that is that pets are a lot different. And the biggest problem was the other ingredients in those tinctures that were not safe or good for pets. You know, pets, not that they don't care about what it tastes like, but it's medicine. Yeah. I don't care what it tastes like. I need to get this in my dog's mouth. And, you know, artificial flavoring and sweeteners and things like that, that people put in, the, in their tinctures so that they taste better when they put them in our mouths. 
Dogs don't need that. Yep. And a lot of them are bad for them. Stevia. Yeah, xylitol kills dogs. Um, and a lot of times, yeah. And a lot of times, like people will take, you know, they'll take a pure cannabis product and then add something impure to it so that they can cut it and not have to use so much of the cannabis. And now we've destroyed a perfect medicine or something that's not bad for us is now not good for us because yeah. we don't know what happens when you uh, heat up propylene glycol. Yeah. Well, we actually do now, and it's not not safe or we don't even know what happens when you it could be safe in its raw form but when you add heat it completely changes what it is so all of that has to be taken into consideration when you're making a medical um, cannabis product well let's talk about a little bit of all the incredible activism work you've done in florida um, because you got started in the medical cannabis field before it was uh, legal for even medical cannabis use at all in Florida, yeah. and I know that you were on the forefront of that. Yeah, we, um, we, when, you know, I discovered the medicine for myself, like I said, I owned a magazine at the time, so I was like, what can I do? And the first group that I got involved with was a group called the Canna Moms, mm -hmm. where I met these incredible moms who were um, saving their kids' lives, stopping seizures, stopping cancer, mm -hmm. stopping pain with medical cannabis, so I kind of joined them on the crusade of getting the information out there that I'm going to stop you there for those of you who don't know her first business was a non-for-profit for a children to do theater so you've been helping and your magazine was a parenting magazine right. so your other uh, journey in life has been helping kids so now you were able to find a way yeah, to kids and animals kids and animals yeah. <laughs> and trying to and living a natural lifestyle yeah. you know the, I think that the reason the biggest reason I I practice living a natural lifestyle is because when I was working with kids, even working with them one-on-one -on -one and or writing for them, how many chemicals, how many things in their diets mm -hmm. were changing their behaviors. Kids simply changing what you were um, cleaning your home with hmm. would change uh, kids, whether they were on the autism scale. Is that it? I can't even yeah. remember anymore. So removing these chemicals changed kids' behavior and lives. Imagine what it does for pets when they are, they're even closer and more sensitive. They lick things, they lick us. So whatever we have on our skin, if we have bad lotion or bad soap, or they're on the floor where chemical cleaners and carpet cleaners and all that, they inhale all that. So all that, keeping that in mind, knowing how susceptible children are and knowing that dogs are even more susceptible is, is a scary thing. So that's when I say natural lifestyles, like really trying to remove all those crazy chemicals in my water, in my cleaning products, in my air, yeah. you know, all the plugins and the fake air fresheners, all those are just, they're not helping. They're just putting out more chemicals out totally. there. So you helped Florida pass what amendment? Amendment two. So the first time it didn't pass, um, it was it was a crazy time because a lot of people left Florida, mm -hmm. it, especially those that wanted to be in the industry. Um, one of our biggest competitors left and moved to Colorado yeah. and started a pet product company. Um, I almost did. I considered it, um, and instead we uh, we stayed and we fought and we got it passed the next time. <laughs> so medical marijuana um, became legal, but we knew one of the issues was is, well, we can make it legal, but if there's nobody prescribing or no doctors that know how to use medical cannabis, because as you know, they're not taught about the endocannabinoid mm -hmm. system or how, how 
any plant medicine works. Um, and how the heck, if we have no doctors, we're not going to have any patients. So education became my priority. So I started, the, you know, the moment I learned everything from the University of Vermont, I started teaching, um, held conferences, uh, would find other doctors who would educate themselves, bring them on to show doctors, look, doctors are using it. Here's the proof. Here's the science behind it. Here's the research. At the same time, we're watching pharmaceutical companies start getting FDA-approved drugs that are using either synthetics from marijuana or isolates from marijuana or cannabis, I should say. So um, it's I've seen everything happen. We're now, you know, present day, we're just now um, launching a hemp program, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, originally, I thought I'd be a cultivator here in Florida, but yeah, no, nope. we have a, a not so good governor at the time that made sure just his cronies were chosen. There was never a an application or a rules put out or operated like most states did it. Yeah. So it was crazy, but I knew the moment that I um, that I had that I discovered that it worked for animals that that's that's what I wanted to do, and that's why I started working on when I couldn't find anything, started working on my own formulations and tinctures. And one of the things that I learned was that um, there's other plant medicines out there that have a lot of the same compounds that medical cannabis um, mm -hmm. has. And Lavender, both as linalool. Uh, what else? Limonene, a, a lot yeah. of the terpenes, a lot of the compounds, a lot of the healing compounds. And it is, you know, lavender, for example, because we use a, a lavender and full spectrum together for a calm tincture, is an unbelievable essential oil. Yep. And I'm finding with a lot of these really awesome essential oils that have so many healing property properties that they're being discriminated against a lot like cannabis. Just has like cannabis, it's crazy. So the bad information on the internet. So um, I knew what these um, essential oils could do and how they would be wonderful in combination with each other. But then I had to find someone who it was easier for me to find a farm to grow my um, cannabis strain mm -hmm. than it, it was to find pure lavender essential oil or pure frankincense essential oil. It, um, it wasn't easy. So they have so much in common. You ask for a COA, a certificate of analysis, and if they don't have it or don't know what that is, you hang up the phone and yeah. you move on. So I was lucky enough to find essential oil experts here, uh, wonderful places that grow it here in the United States, wonderful places that bring it in and make sure that it's pure and organic. So I met some amazing essential um, essential oil experts, chemists, biochemists who worked with me, taught me, um, holistic vets, and that's how we came up with our formulations and how they all work. All the oils work together. So we made our oils um, for ailments the way it should be right so if you're looking to calm your dog then we have a tincture that involves essential oil essential lavender oil and cannabis oil and if you have a dog that's suffering from some joint pain or allergies or overall inflammation we have one that is frankincense and turmeric because yep. they have such one they both have some of the same actual cannabinoids mm -hmm. as cannabis has be carophylline one of my yeah, favorites. You better right. um, and, yeah, one day we'll get around I to know. tell everybody about our favorites but all these things it's a, it's, a, it's science yeah. so we made these wonderful tinctures to treat those ailments and they are very popular because they work so well we uh, some of the other things that 
like I didn't, I didn't copy, I didn't follow someone's lead in the pet industry. I just did the first tinctures like this um, because, because I knew and I learned <laughs> the science behind it. And because so, your intention was to help animals, not just to make a profit. Right. So um, everybody, I don't want to say everybody else, but most others in the industry came out with either different milligram strengths or this is for a small dog, medium dog, large dog, um, dosing by weight, all of those things that made no sense nope. to me whatsoever because none of it was based on science or fact. It's just easier. It's just easier or it's coming from people who are trying to follow standards so that it can be right. But, you know, I can't get behind something that is not true or is not going to help an animal. No. You know, you, you have the same famous saying that, you know, a three a 10 pound dog with cancer does not need the same amount as a 50 pound dog with anxiety. Yep. It just doesn't. And it's not that way in the human world either. And so. the best part about cannabis is it's already, we've already uh, debunked the myth that you can over die and overdose from cannabis. There's been studies where they've tried to kill animals with thousands of milligrams and they couldn't do it. Nope. So anytime same I tell thing, somebody. Same thing with these essential oils. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every, um, you can go find these research and read it and, you know, they have put a terpene that they took out of, um, you know, a citrus and put a hundred times concentration on a cat and go, yep, it had a, re a terrible reaction. I would never, we would never do that. No. So anyway, it's, it's kind of like it's got a lot of these. Now there are oils that we should keep away from our pets and there's definitely just like there's foods and yeah. things that we should keep away from Which our pets. Which we've done a lot of podcasts with that you should uh, guys listen to and we will be doing some more specific on essential oils for you guys to learn as well. Yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break and we'll come right back. Okay. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Welcome back. So as you're formulating and meeting all these incredible people, incredible people you also just took a little side gig to open up your own natural grooming and boarding shop called beautify the beast in yes Tampa. fernando i have issues <laughs> um i had sold my magazine to go into the cannabis industry mm-hmm. so that's how i was funding the you know studying and research and development of my tinctures and you know doing all that work um but the while I was waiting for it to become legal before I could do anything, um, we knew that the farm bill was going to, to come about again. So we knew when we could launch if we knew that the farm bill was going to go through. But we had no idea if and how and when. We've been told so many times, it's going to become legal or this is going to pass. or We never know what's going on anymore. So um, I got bored. And, <laughs> and I... Um, I literally searched on some business websites for businesses for sale, businesses for sale in agriculture or animals. And literally two miles up the road, um, a 25-year-old boarding and grooming shop was for sale. So I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) And what's cool about that at the same time you're doing is that you get to, not only do you have your rescue farm, but now you get to see all these other animals coming in with so many ailments. I mean, this was the probably the the biggest change and shift and eye-opening and wonderful experience I had. Buying the shop was a nightmare. I had to completely gut it out. There was black mold. It was a disaster. It was disgusting. The products being used, uh, shampoos were making my skin peel off. My hands were burning. So I couldn't believe, okay, here's another industry, the grooming industry. There's no, there's no regulations on that. So literally people can do whatever they want. They can wash their, your dog with anything they want. All these things that I couldn't believe. Um, Groomers were sick. Uh, So we basically had to regut the whole darn thing and start from scratch. But what I was amazed was what I was seeing coming through my doors. Um, where I'm like in an interesting neighborhood where it's kind of like I get everything a mix of, people, a mix yeah. of everything <laughs> from the richest to the poorest. Um, and what is interesting is that they'll come to the groomer more often and then they'll go see the vet yeah. and or they don't go see the vet at all. So and they come to uh, the groomer asking, you know, I don't know what to do about this these sores all over my mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted at the things that I saw, um, the, the animal suffering. So my tinct- most of my tinctures are made um, after what I saw the most come into my shop. And your salves. And my salves. My salves were absolutely, it was funny because everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Salves for pets, that 
that's ridiculous. And I'm like, you don't see what I see. Yeah. And for those of you listening, that pets actually have uh, both CB1 and CB2 receptors in each layer of their major skin. Mm -hmm. So they absorb CBD in their skin really fast. So you were able to see hot spots go away fast. Yeah. I mean, I could get rid of irritations, um, awful irritations that the, that they had owners had tried everything. I could literally put wash their dog, put it on, and hand it back, and it was gone. And, and that's why they started selling. They were like, what did you put on? And it's mm -hmm. all natural. So if the dog licks it, they're just getting more cannabis medicine in yeah. them. But um, it, it's really crazy what parents are suffering from. And most of it's caused by their diet or um, needless or over vaccination yeah. or medications. And one medication causes something else. So it's amazing. It comes out in their skin first and the tumors and the bumps and the hair falling out and dogs itching and scratching till they're bloody and yeah. old dogs not being able to walk and suffering. And I mean, I can see dogs now in pain. They call me dog Jesus now <laughs> at the shop because I literally like pass out CBD like it's candy. And I really do look at a dog, look at me. And I know they feel it immediately. Yeah. And I can see them look at me like, what have you just done, lady? This is amazing. It's so cool. And then I, and then the owner gets to see their dog walk out. Yeah. And they're like, what in the heck? And that's one dose. Yeah. One dose. So I know that the pain is going away. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone in pain. No. Nobody. And that's what's the best thing about you know, a full spectrum cannabis yep. product for heat. I, you hear me? Yep. Everybody Every, who's a senior should be on pets. My parents are on all of our pets, senior dogs. Humans, yeah. animals, pigs, chickens, yep. birds, everybody. I give it to everybody because um, nobody needs to suffer and be yep. in pain. Well, you guys, we are um, as, here in Tampa during this quarantine and we are doing nothing but creating education, uh, content, videos, blogs uh, here with Cannabis Radio as well. We're doing everything we can to teach you guys. Well, specifically, Angela is doing everything she can to help you guys become your pet's biggest advocates. Um, we encourage you guys to check I us also, out. You know, we also want as many cannabis act activists yes. out there. So when your pet is benefiting from this medicine, it's coming from the cannabis plan, and we need to tell more people what, you know, just today I got an email from someone who said they bought the product for their dogs, and it works wonderful for their um, noise, anxiety. Uh -huh. They hate fireworks and thunderstorms. And she said, but me and my husband start started taking it, and I hope that was okay, but it's the only thing that's ever helped my husband who has PTSD from the Vietnam War. Unreal. I mean... It's unreal. She says, am I allowed to say that? And I said, please, yes. tell everyone, because there's so many people that are suffering, um, and this is an all-natural product, not just mine, a full-spectrum. I sell a pet product. There are dispensaries, there are companies out there making wonderful products, and if it's a full-spectrum... With a certificate of analysis to prove that they are, and no pesticides. Yeah, we're, Like I said, we're doing all these videos, everything we can to help you guys, so check her out at AngelaArtelino.com, at AngelaArtelino on every platform except for Instagram, which is AngieArtelino. Um, and uh, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to... Uh, Ask us on any platform and we will get to your questions, whether it's on video or here on Cannabis Radio. But uh, thank I you. Know, I know it seems overwhelming at first, all this information, but I really know so much and it's self-taught yeah. and it helps me be a better pet person, exactly. pet, pet parent. And that's what I want to help you guys do. And that's do. why she's the pet cannabis expert, Angela <laughs> Ardolino. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.